welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Hello, Stu. How are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. Yourself? I'm good, thanks. I want to know how you're feeling first. Yeah, I'm not feeling too bad. Uh, after our last recording, um, started to sort of come out in a bit more of a, a cough and uh, a bit coldy. But yeah, other than that, made a strong stuff. Um, back out of isolation, back on it. So yeah, big not too boy. Bad. Pull your big boy pants up. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's, it's nowhere near as bad as man flu. Yeah, well, no. It doesn't come close to man flu. Oh, well, that's what a relief. What a relief. What a relief. The better. (laughs) Well, actually, funny enough, you said just before we press record, because what I thought we'd, um, and, and, you know, we've swapped messages on LinkedIn about this. Um, Again, kind of talking about, you know, the pros and cons of whether the property market should stay open because we're in the midst of another lockdown. But of course, you did make a point, Stu, when I you know, said before we pressed record about um, you know people looking back at these uh, at these um, uh, recordings. What you know? What was your view? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously, we want to try and put as much content out there as possible to help as many people as possible. Whether you're buying and selling a property, or whether you're a lawyer, whatever the case may be. And it'll be really interesting, won't it, in six months' time, or, or let's hope it is, or a year's time when you look back and you think, oh, what was all that about? Um, because it is, I mean, we were talking in the office only yesterday um, saying that this busy spell that we're in now only been about six months. Mm. Only been about six months. Um, seems like six years, but it's only been about yeah. six months. So it'll be interesting when we look back in years to come. Um, and of course, you know, we, we, we plan to put a lot more content out on a lot of subjects coming up. And uh, at the moment, it's just obviously topical to talk about the market and, and what's worrying people and so on and so forth. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, so if you're a lovely viewer or podcast listener in the middle of 2022, well, we're talking about the COVID property market. So you might want to switch off. That's perhaps the, uh, that's perhaps the, yeah. that's the spoiler. That's the spoiler <laughs> alert. But yes, Stu, what um, I thought we might have a quick chat about today, because I put, um, and it will lead us, I think, to a different conversation about social media more generally, which I know you and I have talked about in the past uh, as, as being something to kind of chinwag about. Um, so I put a post out on LinkedIn yesterday. Um, you know, there's been a suggestion, um, uh, you know, that, that you know, the, the, the property market might have to not close. It didn't close in March, April, May of 2020 but you know particularly estate agency viewings viewings of property you know might have to be put on hold because of this very sort of virulent strain of COVID that we've got going around at the moment so I simply put something out there to say well conveyances you know beware just just be thinking about this possibility now um you know think about whether you exchange think about your advice and oh, all sorts of hoo-ha all sorts of nobody was outwardly rude to be fair but um, quite a lot of people were sort of saying oh you know you're scaremongering I mean at what point is you know at what point does saying this might happen think about it become scaremongering what do you think well, Lorraine, does, does that does this not go back to some of the previous conversations we've had about people understanding the liability that we undertake and we have, it's not scaremongering, it's, it's the advice we give to clients. And what I think often gets forgotten, and we've discussed this on numerous occasions, is if we don't bring these subjects up and we don't advise our clients, mm-hmm. we're the ones that are negligent. 
and nobody ever sees that side of it. You know, we get that negligence claim, we foot the bill kind of thing. So we have to bring these matters up. We have to bring them to the attention of our client. Um, I'm always of the opinion that the client should make the decision. Yeah. It shouldn't be us. And we should be heavily advising clients not making decisions. Because I still think that the moment you make the decision, you make the wrong one. Um, you've just Absolutely. gone another road of negligence. So for me, it's always about the advice that you give, um, you know, not making decisions. And as far as we're concerned, it's a difficult one at the moment, isn't it? Because, you know, when we talk about the property you know, lockdown or the property market closing, there's no definition on, on exactly what that means. You know, you could have something really simplistic like estate agents aren't allowed to accompany viewers when they go to see a property. You know, it could be as simple as that, couldn't it? You know, a lot of agents, of course, are doing virtual viewings now. And, um, I, you know, it'd be interesting to yeah. see um, from the estate agent's point of view, you know, what percentage are now doing that? I would imagine that a lot of agents have thought to develop their business. This is now essential, you know, in terms of risk management in case the market does close. I um, think a lot of agents, um, you know, a lot of agents are offering that service and I think it's great that they are. I think, and again, I'm, you know, stand to be corrected, but I think the general advice though to clients or the general attitude is, you know, but you'd never want to buy a house just on the basis of a virtual viewing, on the basis of a virtual viewing. What if you were going, going to go and view a property two or three times, the first viewing virtually might, yeah. um, might carry weight, mightn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, you'd know, yeah, you'd know whether it was going to sort of generally meet your, whether it's still going to stay on the possible list, I suppose. Yeah. But what was interesting about the post I put out yesterday, because what also people seem to forget is one of the, and it sounds, this actually sounds a bit like pompous, really, but I think one of the functions that you and I, hopefully provide for our conveyancing colleagues and actually to be quite honest and I've always thought this for more junior members of the profession who are often under an enormous amount of pressure and often I have to say quite unsupported um, is I see my role is to sort of alert them and to help and support them a bit and to, and to make them think because they might still be sitting in their front room working at home they might not have thought or be aware of you know there's just this whiff that the market might change there's also something in the paper today that somebody's put out the ft's put out you know rishi sunak says the property market's going to stay open but let's face it this government does have a slight record of you know saying one thing and then doing something sometime the next day um but but this idea of of, of supporting more junior members of the profession just making them think perhaps a little bit harder um i, I still vehemently feel is justified so i didn't really feel that people accusing me of scaremongering was was particularly justified and i would always you know stand up for myself there i have to say um but um, i don't think it's just junior members i think what what the the world that we now live in is so unprecedented that there's you know i've, I've had lawyers that i've spoken to um that have been you know barely qualified that have barely started that have taught me a thing or two that I thought you know what yeah actually yeah you know, this market you're bloody right there you know let's do that so sometimes I think that this is not something we can sort of you know learn um from looking through textbooks and, and stuff yeah. like that you know it's very much sort of on a week by week basis and I think the sharing of information in general it's not to you know that we're better than anybody else or anything like that it's just generally trying to help the profession that, that at the moment probably needs a bit of help it's so. under such pressure 
Yeah, I mean, I always said, actually, you know, the minute, I mean, particularly, obviously, as somebody who does training as well, well, I know you do, to be fair to you in-house, um, the minute you you think you know it all, you're on a bit of a slippery slope. I've always said it's a bit like believing your own publicity, isn't it? The minute you never know it all, do you? No, the minute you, never you know your own publicity, you're on a downward. Yeah, you never know it all. I, I would say at least, you know, every other week, somebody comes to you with an issue or problem that you've never come across before. Yeah. Um, especially sort of when you're looking at UK property, you know, all over the country, geographically, that there's so many different... Um, things that can come up and um, you know recently we've sort of got heavily involved in crisscross leases and Tyneside leases and stuff like that which probably only came on my radar within maybe the last 12 months I don't mm. think all that we've particularly done any here so you're always learning aren't you yeah yeah I agree I thought what was interesting about the sort of splitting attitude because as I say this post yesterday was you know I'm not advocating that the property market should close and actually I you know you at least doing what we do you do have you know your opinion out there to sort of well either vindicate you or make you look like an idiot six months later but you know back in April I did do an article specifically saying look you know the property market isn't closed you know it was massively retracted but it, it didn't close um, and I don't think it will this time but what was quite interesting is the only point of me putting something out there was to say look conveyances just think carefully before you exchange before you advise your clients to exchange you know because if, if the property market contracts quickly you, you know there might be issues for you to think about but but the, the, the response was quite sort of split down the middle because most conveyancers who responded said, yeah, Lorraine, absolutely, thanks very much, you've got a point. Uh, and the estate agents, uh, our estate agent friends that <coughs> sort of said, oh, you know, you're scaremongering and we don't need the market to close. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> you know? I mean, it was but quite... Prefer, I don't think from a, a professional point of view, anybody wants no. the market to close. And I don't think, you know, I'm not professing to be any expert on COVID-19 or any kind of political agenda at all, but I don't think it would ever close, close. No. Um, you know, maybe there could be tighter regulation in terms of estate agents allowing viewings. Um, the potential of can removal companies work? Um, they're more the issues, I think, aren't they? Than yeah. The market closing I mean let's like you say put it in blunt you know it never closed in April and, and May um it remained open the whole time and um, it was just the sort of movement side of it all was, was very restricted yeah. so I would suggest that if anything does come in it will be of that nature again won't it which... yeah I think the thing is though I mean because of course there were the problems first time around because we were all in an unknown situation nine months on you know, we think we are more well prepared because, you know, we now know something that the social distancing, the measures to put in place. But now, of course, we're dealing with a, a much more transmission, transmissible, virulent, you know, strain of, of COVID. So that in itself has, has sort of adapted. But what I thought was interesting is that it seemed to me to be a bit of a... Um, uh, um, contradiction because it was the agents particularly saying oh you're scaremongering the market shouldn't close I wasn't advocating that it did by the way um, but of course they're the people at far more risk than you and I I can yeah. work at home you're sitting there in your office um, it's the estate agents that have got to get out there and go into people's homes and the estate agent as an employer you can put safeguards in place in the workplace for your staff but it's all bets are off once they walk through, you know, Bob's front door into Acacia Avenue. And I thought that was 
a point that seemed to have been missed, really. Yeah, I mean, again, we, we sort of covered people's views on this sort of a bit before. And the, I think part of the difficulty is so many people have such varied views on this, from people that think it's a conspiracy theory and it doesn't <laughs> exist, right the way through to people think that, you know, they literally can't go out their door. But it's so difficult, isn't it? You know, if you think of that period in April, May, we didn't wear masks. Mm. Okay, um, it was all new to us, wasn't it? There wasn't social or social distancing was just coming in, so on and so forth. You know, if you think of the signage the government wrote about, you know, distancing and the NHS and blah, 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 that's all changed a lot now, isn't it? And, you know, I just wonder whether sort of we're better prepared um, in terms of entering, you know, these kind of situations. And I still always say, you know, yeah, okay, you know, people moving around other people's houses, but we're still going to the supermarket. Do we not do the same sort of thing there? Um, you know, is social distancing in the supermarket any different to social distancing within somebody's house? I don't know. As you say, it's. I think one um, one chappy who actually has done this sort of fantastic, you know, service on on Twitter. Um, he um, a kind of you know interprets and tweets on this guy called Adam Wagner. I think he was on the telly. Um, uh, he kind of puts out comment commentary on um uh you know the, the the covid regulations that the government puts out and he um i saw yesterday has come up with and i think the regs have changed something like and i could be wrong here but something like 64 times <laughs> you know so just this idea of the sort of messaging but um but i suppose it comes back to you to perhaps the broader point you know we put ourselves out there um, and, and are prepared to comment. And I think what people sometimes fail to realise is that a comment or an observation isn't necessarily an endorsement of a particular view. Of course. And that's, you know, uh, and people sort of jump on the, the bandwagon a bit, um, and maybe that's part of the point, I don't know. But, um, but as I say, people do tend to have very sort of fixed views. And I sometimes think, I sometimes feel there's less room for dialogue. I think people use social media for different reasons, though, don't they? Sometimes it's to, 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 to drop a friendly comment, to, to give content. Other times it's to encourage uh, a conversation or to encourage an argument. Um, yeah. You know, you see it all the time with maybe sort of, you know, information that goes on there about football teams, stuff like that. Um, you know, you're well, like, I, I wouldn't see that, of course, do because like football. That. Come on, no, um, no, no. What would <laughs> you, you see? You see, sort of rival fans heckling each other on social media and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just a different watered down version, isn't it? And of course, people use it, don't they, solely for you know their own kind of agenda, and that will be different yeah. person to person. You know, some people are maybe selling products and they'll put a picture of that product on there. Um, and they're using it as that vehicle. Other people use it for PR purposes. Oh, I um, think we can think of it. I think we can think of somebody there, can't we, Stu? Our, our good friend Russell. <laughs> I said, well, I mean, if you look at sort of Russell, for example, you know, he uses it very well. You know, he's got his own sort of um, slot on the radio. Um, and, you know, he puts content out there that encourages debate that potentially leads people on to engaging with him. So, you know, he uses it for a, a business-like mm. uh, purpose but yeah you know I, I think you've got to take uh, take it all with a bit of a pinch of salt haven't you and um yeah I think so I mean certainly nothing's going to stop me pointing out you know uh, personal observations but I do uh, underline it for me if I'm commenting on 
property related stuff rather than you know what I had for dinner last night is um is this this idea to sort of inform really and to make yeah. people think I always just the idea so you know if people think I'm scaremongering well fair enough but I'm not going to stop doing it but yeah, we, we, we generally use it to try and get a message across um I've never ever posted a picture of my dinner or anything <laughs> like that <laughs> Say just for a minute there, Stu. I wonder what you were going to say. Well, funny enough, I was close to the mark. Yeah, but um, I've seen people's roast dinner on a Sunday, um, sitting there being ranked, you know, nine out of ten. You, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. You, you just started to say, I've never ever posted a picture of my di- oh, dinner. Uh, I never do it on social media, yeah. only privately. <laughs> yeah, you. I know. Right then. Well, I think on that. A bombshell of that visual <laughs> image that you've given me to. Well, I'll probably draw a close a early for all that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope your recovery continues apace, lovely. Um, uh, I think we'll continue commenting. I'll continue posting stuff, and people can continue to argue with us. But um, <laughs> I'll see you soon, love. Take care. See you Take soon, Lorraine. Bye. Bye.